0: Dr. Homebrew is brought to you by Five Star Chemicals, providing safety and cleaning supplies for brewing, distilling, and winemaking at 5starchemicals.com.
1: Doctor,
0: look! Stand aside, nurse. I'm Dr. Homebrew.
2: Woo!
3: All right, everybody, welcome to another lovely, handsome-filled edition of Dr. Homebrew. My name is Jason Petros, and with me, as always, as universally as I'm getting thrown in paper airplanes uh, at my face, apparently, um, it's uh, it's almost nap time here at Dr. Homebrew. Uh, no, with me, as always, are Brian and Lee, our two favorite BJCP master judges. Hello. Howdy. We're working with one mic here in the studio. So, uh, you know, pardon the the pauses, the, the pregnant pauses and the lags between, uh, between whatever happens and whatever doesn't happen. Uh, we got a good show for you planned, as always. Uh, apparently, I'm getting the word on the street, is uh, we have a couple, two or three good beers here tonight. And uh, I'm looking forward to drinking them right now. But before we do that, of course, we would like to thank... Uh, our sponsors who allow us to be doing this, allow us to be talking to you and talking about beer to you, at you, with you, around you, and for you. Five Star Chemicals. Go to FiveStarChemicals.com. Everybody knows who Five Star is, uh, and if you don't, you're probably making terrible beer. They do um, uh, what do they do? They do Star Sand. <laughs> wow, what an intro, and then just to have a brain fart. They do Star Sand, they do PBW, they do the Sandy Clean. Which is the no foam version, I believe, of the um, uh, five star.
4: It's a cleaner. It's a cleaner. It's a sanitizer.
3: No. Oh. it's
4: not both. It's not both. Which is? It's it? never both. It well, can't be both. Get past the brain fart. Which is it? It's a sanitizer. Good. Hey. See. Yeah. Yes. There you go. You're you're all here. You're all here. You're back. You're <laughs> I'm with it. You're in it now. I'm laser hey, question focused for you. One yes. of the things they said in that intro, they do equipment. They do equipment and chemicals for brewing and distilling. When are we don't have a distilling show. Uh, you know, just off the top of my head. <clears throat> just, 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 just off the you top know, of that, the head. That word floated out.
3: Um, when are we going to have a distilling show? As soon as it becomes legal to do uh, uh, not hypothetically.
4: Not hypothetically. So yeah. we can't do a hypothetical distillate show.
3: Uh, we could, I suppose. We can talk about it. Hypothetically. Hypothetical right. talk about it. Right. Doc would have to be involved and then... Uh...
4: Uh, now, now you're incriminating. Yeah. <laughs>
3: I would never do. Well, because he's, he's done a lot of reading about uh, commercial distillation and. He's very knowledgeable, yeah. In European journals. Right. I imagine they have journals in Europe,
4: right? They have lots of journals in Europe. Europe? It's Europe, yes. Right. But
3: uh, so if you're into that, if you're into, especially if you're on the commercial side, go to Five Star because they have all that kind of stuff. But for us uh, home yeah. brewers, they have all the safety equipment uh, gloves and glasses and boots and all that kind of fun stuff that we'd like to put on and protect our eyes and and hands from all the stuff that we touch
4: and it will kill bugs that might otherwise live in your hooch
3: that's true absolutely if you're if you're not if you're using one of those uh, sanitizer cleaner all-in-one encompassing powder things that you kind of just throw in there and you think that you're dosing everything fine you're you're not you just it's not going to happen so uh please go to five starchemicals.com and learn why you should clean before you sanitize that's the proper step. And of course, uh, with us uh, is Brewtoad. Go to brewtoad.com slash Dr. Homebrew, Dr. Homebrew. Uh, and what is Brewtoad? Brewtoad is an online software um, for recipe formulation, recipe logs. You can log all your stuff there. You go on, make a free account, totally free. You don't have to pay for anything. Um, Throw your recipes in there, you can make notes, you can take notes, you can keep notes in there, and then I can go look them up if I'm ever interested in brewing something you guys uh, do. But more importantly, all the guests on Dr. Homebrew upload their software, upload their uh, recipe rather, to Brewtoad. <clears throat> so while you're listening to this episode of, of, of Dr. Homebrew, you go over to brewtoad.com slash Doctor Homebrew and you can find whatever episode you're on and uh, and look at the notes bgcp notes and you look at the brewer's recipes uh so it's kind of cool that's a cool thing they're doing over there for us at brewtoad and and we really appreciate it so uh show them some love go to brewtoad.com throw up all your uh your recipes so the world can see i think they i forget the amount of crazy recipes they have but they have like forty five thousand home brewers on that thing so uh, if you're looking for a hard to find recipe uh, i guarantee you brewtoad will have it so check them out brewtoad.com It's like a whirlwind of uh, intros and announcements. I'm dizzy. You should be dizzy.
4: You deserve it. I don't know what that means. Uh, what, I'm not sure either. What does that mean? <laughs> do I deserve to be dizzy? Sure. I, I, it can be fun up to a point. How yeah. dizzy do I deserve to be?
3: I don't know. It depends on what you're huffing on Plus it. Pleasantly so. spinning
4: or falling over and, and getting sick?
3: Well, that's, no. a, good, that's a good question. Not,
4: I don't deserve to be sick, do I?
3: No, you're no. fine. I'm fine. Okay. You're doing all right. all right. You're doing all right. Thank uh,
4: you. I feel so validated.
3: <laughs> so uh, we have two in-studio guests tonight. I kind of like these shows. It's a different little vibe uh, than us normally just kind of going, why isn't Skype working? Why isn't it working? Um, so I, I I really enjoy uh, when, when local people come in. If you're, if you're local or if you want to make the trip, come on down to the glorious uh, Brewing Network Studios and, and we'll drink your beer right in front of you. We'll give you a face shield just in case you might need it. Uh, No, so we have, what do we have uh, coming up here, um, Brian? I heard
5: we have a a Flanders-style dry Irish stout that has been (laughs) soured
3: to some extent. What would you call that? Specialty. Yeah? That's how you would enter that, a specialty category? 23, yep, you bet. Yeah. I guess there is no, like, Flanders stout category. I mean, I guess you could try the 16E, but I don't know what it would do next to some of that stuff. What is that, Belgian specialty? Yeah. I'm so smart. I'm really smart. I just pulled that out of top of my head. 16E Belgian specialty, right?
4: Right. We'll get you a Band-Aid. Thank you.
3: <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. All right, let's take a break, and then when we come back, uh, we'll be drinking this Flanders Stout. We just made a new style category, by the way. Look, if Black IPA can be its own, like, fucking thing... Flanders Stout is now... Flanders Stout. Right.
5: It's the next big
4: thing. <laughs> 16F. Why not? Nah? We've got West Coast Stout, though that's not really a style, although it almost is. Right. All right. It's American Stout.
3: I thought we should do... Because uh, we talked about black IPAs on uh, on the session a while ago, and uh, uh, American Black Stout... Uh, 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 oh, fuck. I forget now. American Black Ale. IPA. or American Black Ale. Yeah, thank you very much. Yeah. How about a Black um, Berliner Weiss? I thought was Weiss. great. Black Berliner Weiss. Yeah. Why not? You can just throw anything in there and it'll be fine. There is already a dark American lager. <laughs> Look at you, smartass. <laughs> we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to be drinking this, this dark Flanders uh, stout that's not American. And uh, it smells really good. So stay tuned, everybody. It's Dr. Homebrew.
0: star treatment today. This Mosaic Pale Ale from Rebel Brewer is delicious. Yes, I enjoy it too. Wait, did you hear that? It sounds like a velociraptor. Why would a velociraptor be here? That doesn't make any sense. He's going for my beer. I'll stop him. Oh! It looks like our frightening friend just has a thing for Rebel Brewer hoppy beers. Rebelbrewer.com has the largest selection of grains on the planet. And if you order before noon, most orders will ship the same day. Two thirds of the country gets their orders in two days or less. Rebel Brewer, the velociraptor of homebrew shops. Why wait? Quick, flexible, speedy. Fast, not slow, and fast and speedy. Visit Rebelbrewer.com today. I'll rip your face off. Oh, and he'll totally do it, too. Visit today at rebelbrewer.com.
3: All right, everybody, it's Dr. Homebrew. Welcome back. We are about to dive into this Flanders stout. This Flanders stout. Or technically, what is it, Mr. Technical?
5: It's a dry Irish stout that was entered in the category 23 as being soured and barrel-aged in the style of a Flemish ale.
3: Wow. You should write
5: a book. Was it
4: barrel-aged? It was barrel-aged. It
2: was,
3: okay. Wow. We're both learning things here. This is a room of learning. This is a safe room. We're here to learn about each other.
4: Rooms of learning are never that safe. <laughs> <laughs>
3: well, maybe. Everyone has to wear gloves, though. Uh, and uh, the brewer, we have Sam here with us, but unfortunately um, he has no microphone because our mixer is still traveling back from Biff Jabbith. So uh apologize. We're just going to talk and talk and talk, and then we're going to bring Sam in on the mic. And uh, I could
4: lend him my cell phone, and he could Skype in from it <laughs> from <laughs> we three how, feet away. You
3: know how well that works. <laughs> Uh, so why don't you guys go ahead and fire, uh, fire off some, uh, some words of encouragement to Sam here. I'll let you guys arm wrestle to see who goes first. All right. Uh yeah, this is Brian. Bri- wins. This is Brian.
5: I just grabbed the mic and pulled it over my way. So <laughs> Lee's trying to pull it back, but I won't let him. Uh, I don't think so. Should. Yeah. The specialty beer with the dryer stuff base, uh, and, uh, Flemish. We'll figure out a, for a good name for this. This is the second show of the month here, isn't it? uh or the second show of the night we as we call it um anyway has the has the, the roasty notes expected in a in a drier stout um i found the esters to be just a bit perfumey um but there was some some dark fruits in there too a little bit uh some lightly sour aroma is poking through kind of gently uh little bit of a little bit of plum
3: like that's a very delicate description yeah it, well, the, the poking through gently poking through it was it was subtle. And like just, you're like you're moving mist out of the way.
5: Yeah. You just want to be very yeah. You have to really yeah sniff deeply to get them. You know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here you go, Lee. Say something.
4: Oh
5: no, no, no! You don't want to hear what I have to say. <laughs> okay. Oh, I see where you're going with that. Sorry, I apologize. No,
2: no,
5: no. Um, there was no hop aroma detected. Uh, and there shouldn't really be a lot in there. Uh, it's no DMS or diacetyl, no no bad fermentation issues that we could I could pick up. Um, it was more, if I had to pick a side, I would I'd say it's more stout than Flemish. It did have hints of that in the aroma, but uh, not very extreme. And and it it smells pretty much like a stout that has a little bit of sour character to it, but not a whole lot. And so that's interesting. I mean, sometimes you get that in a <laughs> in the uh, 13A category, and it might be unintentional. In this case, we know it was intentional, so that's cool. Um, the color was deep black. and had some kind of ruby highlights at the corners of the glass. You could see it seemed kind of clear, but hard to tell with a beer like this. It's pretty much opaque. Low, medium tan head that persisted fairly well, uh, but just started low and kind of stuck around there covered covered the cover the top of the beer uh pretty nice appearance I, I gave it like boy third beer of the night uh or well first beer of this show anyway <laughs> where's my scorecard uh flavor wise the roast uh is definitely up front it's it's cleanly brewed and and only lightly sour coffee like notes supporting there's hints of some chocolate bitterness in there pretty uh pretty low but uh Clean ale fermentation of the base style seems apparent. You know, the sourness was a side thing, but uh, you know, roast and a bit of alcohol in the aftertaste. It seemed like a bigger, a bigger beer, and with a drier stout. You know, those beers can be the in the four percent range to five percent. It's it's not a heavy beer. This seemed heavy if it were to be judged as a drier stout. So take that for what it is. Um, but it was cleanly fermented. Finished pretty kind of medium dry. Had a little bit of dark dark fruit in the flavor there too, um, and yeah, again a bit of alcohol in the aftertaste there. It was it was kind of a big beer, uh, not not huge, not massive, just a little bigger than you expect. Uh, mouthfeel kind of medium full body on on the bigger side for body as well. Um, little, just a little bit chewier than a typical drier stout. Uh, moderate carbonation, hints of some warmth there. Uh, slightly creamy, not really astringent, but you know, just pretty smooth overall, which was nice. Um, overall impression, I would say it's a it's a pleasant drinking, drier stout with only the faintest Belgian Flanders character. It's balanced pretty strongly with the stout, but you know, it it does in the aroma, and when I come back to it again, um, we judge it downstairs, and uh, as it's warming up a little bit more too. That uh, the Flemish character in the nose is actually pretty nice and uh, enjoyable. It's um, uh, to me, it wasn't quite as advertised. I wanted it to be a little more sour and uh, to make it a little more interesting. But it was a very cleanly, cleanly crafted beer overall, and and you know just nice job of brewing it. And and uh, you know it's one way you could balance this. I haven't had a whole ton of uh, Belgian stout either, and uh, maybe lee has more more experience in that realm than I do but uh, when
3: you say not as advertised I, some of
5: them can be a little more sour maybe than
3: that but, what, what uh, do you mean just you, you smell it and you think it's gonna be one thing and it, it's not as tart in the in the in the flavor or, or what do you mean
5: to me yeah it's it's not as tart especially in the flavor in the aroma it does have a nice um you know a nice soured note to it mm-hmm. um, not a lot of whole whole lot of Barrel character coming through in the nose, so, um, uh, you know, or in the flavor, but uh, it's it's an interesting interesting beer. It's not, I don't know what it would be like if it were more sour. I might, I might take back my advice or thoughts about that <laughs> if it was and it just didn't work. I'm just trying to figure out how this beer works, and to me, it works it works pretty well. I gave it a 36, which which puts it solidly in very good very good territory.
3: Um, so, it's safe to say that it's not really traditional.
5: Not traditional, so. yeah. It's not what you expect. No, when, when you read what it's advertised as, in my mind, I thought one thing and it came through as another thing, which was mm-hmm. pleasant, but just not what I what I mm-hmm. hoped, thought or hoped for, I guess. Okay. But anyway, pretty, Fair enough. pretty nice beer, well-brewed, yeah. clean, and uh, an interesting idea. So Agreed. I'll, I'll shut up and let Lee talk
3: about it for a while. All right, Lee. You're on the spot now, dude.
4: Oh, time for me to blather on, huh? Okay. Um, I like this bear. I thought it was pretty good. Um, I picked up in the aroma a lot of sort of um, Brett woolly animal character. Not a lot, but some of that character. Some roasty, ashy notes, dark chocolate and coffee, li- maybe just a whisper, a threshold kind of pie cherry from the Brett. Um, no hops, no DMS or diacetyl. I didn't get any phenols in the nose. Um, got just a little bit of sour coming through, especially as it warmed up a bit. Your own was pretty much what I expected for this kind of modified base style of beer for the Irish Stout with the Roselaire blend that was pitched in there. Bored a low tan head, fades to a bit of light cover, mostly fine bubbles, is dark brown, maybe black. Couldn't really tell clarity, so it's probably verging on opaque. I know, what do you see there, Brian? Not much. Not much. Let's say opaque. I'll actually put that word down here. <laughs> but that's okay. Stouts can be opaque, just like people. Um, flavor. Coffee, chocolatey, roast malt. A little bit of ashy hint. Light sourness and a little bit of an animal brett with a little bit of peppery phenols in the background. Low medium bittering. No hop flavor. Uh, fig date plum fruitiness. Finish is slightly sweet for a dry stout. With lingering fruit roasts and brett flavors into the finish. Uh, the style kind of for a modified style. I thought for an Irish stout this was a bit sweet. Mm, okay. um, and it's also pretty big I think there's 6.6% um, but honestly while I think out of uh, as a very stylistic point that sweetness is probably not correct to help it balance with all the other things going on here actually I think that is a good thing to have um, okay. a little bit of sweetness to help balance out the sour, the brett, the little bit of phenols I picked up and I, really all those things were pretty low levels here now, not like threshold but you know None of those are dominant. It's not dominantly sour. It's not massively brett. It is not, you know, big time phenols in here. They're all kind of, you know, second notes to the roast. And actually for me, that works really well. Mm -hmm. I've had a lot of Belgian styles who are really sour and I've had them that have had a lot of phenols and brett character. And all those things really easily can clash with roast malt. And here at the levels they are, actually I don't think any of them do. They're all kind of balancing out nicely. So it actually makes for a pretty pleasant and very complex beer. I would uh, agree. Yeah. Um, I, I, I mean, I've seen plenty of these that just go over the top on one of those realms. and It's just going to make something nasty that I don't want to drink. Uh, where to finish up here? Low-medium body, CO2 is okay. Slightly creamy, a little bit of drying from the roast, a little bit of warming from that alcohol. A little more than I expect for the style, but that's okay. Um, there is a lot going on in this beer but it's very well balanced the sour and the roast like i said they can go bad places and the brett phenols i mean especially phenols and dark malts roast malts can get into nasty territory pretty fast yeah um but they were restrained enough here they actually stayed interesting as opposed to bad so i think actually the balance (laughs) was very well done in this beer um It's a bit sweet for the base style, but given what was being achieved here, I wouldn't really hold that against it. I wouldn't really change a whole lot in this beer. Uh, More bread or more sour, I think, would hurt the balance. Um, I'm not sure how or what I would offer to improve it. I mean, I gave it 40, which is a good score. It's not a perfect score, but this is such a, a, a complex balancing act you know it, it's, it's almost hard for me to come up with things to improve it I mean maybe a little drier if you really want to call it a dry stout otherwise maybe just change the name to a sweet stout or a oatmeal stout or something yeah export would actually kind of work for this um, Yeah, by a few points for a word change um, other than that I don't know it, 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 was, it was this is just one of the most interesting complex beers I've had in a while I, I just think it's really nice stuff Maybe figure out how to make it clear. Not that that's necessary, but it always helps. (laughs) But yeah, good beer. Nice job. A very interesting blend. Um, One thing which I didn't pick up in here was much barrel character. This was barrel age. I mean, there's a little bit of kind of a drying on my palate late, late in the after finish that I I might attribute to sort of a lignin woody kind of thing, but it didn't really come through in the flavor very much. So I'd be curious to hear what sort of wood was used in this and how you approach that any more comments brian
5: i just like to hear about the the recipe and and what uh what made yeah. uh, what made sam decide to do a dryer stout with uh with this uh flanders kind of character
3: so sam get on in here man
2: yeah guys hey uh yeah i, I originally planned this beer as a, a tribute to my uh irish grandmother she's a, a four foot ten ninety pound woman and uh huge character. Um, so I, I kind of tried to do a, a small beer, you know, a dry Irish stout with her Irish heritage and then up the alcohol. Uh, yeah, I, I was shooting for around 7% with a dry Irish stout, which I know is out of character for the style, but I kind of wanted to emphasize those flavors and uh, just kind of up the alcohol, up all the intensity of everything. Um, and so after I, I brewed it, uh, it was about two weeks uh, in the fermenter, and then I racked it over to a uh, this is the second time I've used this barrel. Uh, the first time was for another Imperial Stout, so I figured it would be okay going into there. Um, and I really didn't intend for it to be quite as, as sour as it was. And honestly, uh, tasting it now as compared to two months ago, it's, it's definitely changed. Um, two months ago, I was getting big dark cherry fig notes that I'm not tasting anymore. It seems like the bread has taken over a little bit more now, uh, kind of dried it out, a little more barnyardy kind of flavors going on. Uh, whereas two months ago, like I said, it was just fruit bomb. Um, it was uh, totally out of character for a stout, but it was, it was still tasty. And that's when I printed up the labels and made all, and sent out the bottle. So that's probably what you guys are looking at. Um, but beyond that, uh, yeah, it was in the barrel for about six months. Uh, it was next to some roselair and some Lambic barrels that I was doing, and I think that's kind of where the uh, the sour influence came from. So. Uh, I'm glad it worked out quite well. Uh, I, I, I was actually out at sea for about six months and I came back and I tasted this barrel and it had just the right amount of Sarah character. So I filtered it down to one micron and then bottled it up. So I hope to catch it at the right time. And it seems like I got it right in balance. Um, uh, yeah. It should be
5: clear then. Yeah.
2: It should be nice and clear.
4: One micron and you can't see through
5: it. <laughs> at the corners though, you can see it's pretty clear. If you, if you tilt it in the glass and you get to the edge, it looks...
4: It looks oh, yeah. clear. It's just very dark. Yeah, I was saying one micron. You can't see through it. It's just really dark, bear.
2: <laughs> That's awesome. How many barrels do you have uh, going at a time? Uh, I've got about four 20-liter uh, barrels going right now. Uh, so this one, it was uh, it was a clean barrel, and I just pitched a Flanders Red into it. So now I've got three Flanders and a, a Lambic barrel going right now.
3: Wow. it's pretty good, man. Do uh, you guys you have any follow-up questions for Sam at all on his process? Bring back some more beer. <laughs> bring that Flanders when it's done. I bet that would be nice. That's right. more of a demand. Uh, yeah. Do you have any questions for the guys, Sam, on, on, on the feedback they gave you?
2: Uh, no. I, I mean, it, I was kind of thinking maybe export would be a little better, but do you think the, the is it just the sweetness that you would categorize as maybe a little higher along with the alcohol or is it some of the flavors you're picking up? Yeah, both the, the sweetness of it and the,
5: and the alcohol level and the kind of tropical fruit character you get a little bit in there it's it's um and a little bit of the dark fruit that's in there that you know that's pretty uh uh pretty standard for that kind of the foreign export stout so yeah um yeah sometimes just playing with the words on your score sheet can like lee said score you a few extra points and um i would leave off the barrel aged comment too maybe and just Mm. if it if it's not quite coming through as strongly you know you're not getting a lot of vanillins in this and a lot of um you know there's no booze or anything but um yeah just just don't declare that you know
4: but yeah whatever works for that and that's just a fine point but no I say yeah I I think as an export it might score a little better but you know keep it as an Irish if that's what Ethel would like no that's that's what this is really all about um and as for the barrel thing there was no spirits in this barrel I
2: take it no this was a clean american oak barrel it had just been used the once before for a uh uh imperial stout
4: Right. Okay. Yeah, um, I would consider seconding Brian's comment because the wood doesn't come through that much, and people often look for wood and booze as soon as you say barrel. So you probably want to specify, you know, unused barrel or something, just to get them not looking for bourbon and coming up without it. But um, this is really nice. A, a beer like this with this sort of complicated three or four way blend is a really hard thing to do. You've done a really nice job with it here. I think this is really wonderful
3: excellent i agree howard johnson is right yeah very good job man i appreciate that uh do, oh, do you enter this at all in competitions have you ever entered it uh, before? i
2: haven't yet i've only got about one uh one bottle left and i'm getting married next year so i'm hoping to take that over there as a oh. as grandma Nah. oh
3: oh you give it to your grandma
2: uh well she's not with us oh okay years, so, uh, yeah on vacation well, no I'm just,
3: i don't know <laughs> i don't know Still, still getting used to hosting a show rather than just being a jerk on the sidelines and making stupid comments like that. There's a difference. <laughs> there might be. I don't even know.
4: I need to go to another show and see if it runs differently. It doesn't. Not any of these, though.
3: No. 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 Like uh, some NPR. Well, um, today the uh, bad news is that yeah, I don't know, whatever. Anyway, uh, we're going to take a break, and then when we come back, we're going to try some Russian Imperial Stout. We're just going to kind of keep stepping up incrementally uh, as we go. And then we're all going to drive home. It's
6: Dr. Homebrew. Stick with us dude, you know what beer this is?
3: Oh, uh, no, all the labels are falling off. Yeah, or the ink is run. Well, if it's a pale ale, you're good, but stay away from the quote-unquote Belgian. Oh, man, this guy needs to get some Grog Tags.
0: Grog Tags are reusable, right-on, wipe-off, commercial-grade bottle labels for your brew. The guys at Grog Tag are homebrewers. They wanted great-looking sturdy labels for your bottles, buckets, carboys, kegs, and growlers. They also wanted a label that not only looks good, but can be easily removed and reapplied during bottling without Without that nasty glue residue being left behind. No residue, water resistant, and ice chest approved. Grog tags stay on in water or an ice chest and they stay legible. Visit grogtag.com to customize your label or coaster from dozens of different templates for free and see how awesome your bottles can look. Oh, uh, it's that pseudo Belgian. Yeah, we're getting him some grog tags, dude. Grogtag. At least your beer will look good. Grogtag.com. Since the first time the Brewing Network microphones turned on, more beer was behind it. More Beer sponsors the programming on the BN because, like you, they love brewing. And like the Brewing Network, they love sharing their knowledge. MoreBeer.com isn't just a website to place your next equipment or ingredient order. MoreBeer.com also gives you access to free beer information that will make you a better brewer. Go to MoreBeer.com and click into the Learning Center. You'll find podcasts, technical facts, video tutorials, and more, including access to The Buzz, more Beer social network of more than 5000 members and some of them might even be crazier about beer than you are. Get over to morebeer.com today and take advantage of the buzz. The forum, the learning center, and make sure you're signed up to receive the newest More Beer catalog. More Beer, bringing you absolutely everything for beer making.
3: All right, we're back with Doctor Homebrew pouring some homebrew. I feel like I was about to rap right there. Oops, I didn't fade out my pot. Sorry, sorry, audio gods, wherever you are. You know, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta fade all that stuff out, man. Or else uh, or also, you just sound like a chump, like some chump change, like you're in someone's rented. You know, studio space in Martinez or something like You're that. Too worried about these perfect fade outs. You apologized at the top of the show too. It's I'm sorry. it's Getting a little old. I'm sorry.
4: Can you apologize again. We just like to hear.
3: I'm it. sorry. All I do. So you just <laughs> apologize for apologizing too much.
4: Apologize. I may have.
3: You never know. Uh okay, what do we got going on here right now? We have uh, Russian Imperial Stout from Dillon, right? Yes, I get sir. that right? And Wes. Alright, and Wes. Alright. Uh one of you guys want to take a seat somewhere. Um or you can stand eerily, that's fine. Whatever you guys want to do. It's like uh we we got one of the each brewer behind each BJCP judge here, so um right yeah. <laughs> here. It's They're like one,
4: hovering. Help us, JP. It's
3: like one of those uh,
4: super symmetry here.
3: I got a sock full of dimes, and uh, if you cross me, bam! Maybe this makes a good album cover, like you know,
5: Queen or something, where you have four people. <laughs> I thought
3: it was Brian May and
4: Getty like uh, I, Oh, I don't think I have enough hair on my chest to pose for that. <laughs>
3: <laughs> we can make that happen. Just probably drink this Russian Imperial Stout. Uh, how long have you guys been home do you homebrew together often or or w- tell me about that
1: we have been brewing together for about almost two years next month mm-hmm. um, cute'm de- no, yeah, i kidding, exactly. I'm kidding. <laughs> it's uh, they, they've really been pushing me I've been brewing for about 20 years myself oh okay uh, cool and and um, started way back in college and you know off and on and then uh, two of my buddies from from junior high school just happened to be uh, uh, interested, asked me about it, and they started pushing and said, "Let's brew." And they've been—we've been brewing all kinds of stuff, and I never would have thought to brew something like this. I'm so it's his it's, fault. I'm t- Well, no, it's our other friend's fault. I'm typically a session ale guy. I think he's Dylan here's pretty much in the same boat. And our third friend, Craig, uh, was—you know—he wants to brew everything under the sun, including a Russian Imperial Stout, and right? This is, we're we're trying to make this a, an annual thing. We want to brew it every March, taste it every uh, every December, yeah. and then and then you know taste them sort of vertically, see how they they develop over the ages. Uh, and uh, I don't know. We we're hoping to get some some feedback, some tips, maybe make it a little better, and cool. uh, and and lay them down for posterity.
3: All right, we can help you out with that, Lee. Why don't you take the mic and uh, start us off, there, buddy? Yeah, don't knock the beer All right. over.
4: Yes, knock the bottle over on the electronics. Is this again. me? That's mine, right? That's you, yes. All right. or that's your beer, anyways. Is that you, actually? It might be. Let's not get too metaphorical. Okay, yeah. Is it dark? <laughs> yes. And Does it look like Imperial Stout? And the glass is half tunnel? empty? It's yeah. just like me. Actually, it's two-thirds empty, Shit. but we won't go there. Well, it's, you know, whatever. All right. Imperial Stout. What, what, what do we have here? Um, aroma. Chocolate, carob, fig, clean alcohol, Mm -hmm. light soy sauce note, hints of caramel and rich base malt, low no hops, fig dark fruit esters, low medium intensity, all to style. Appearance, back to that again (laughs) for those of you watching. Yes, Uh, foam foam cam right. Pours a low tan head, mixed bubbles fades to low cover, leaves some lace, no legs, black clarity uncertain, um, all to style. Flavor, dark chocolate with coffee and ash hints, rich figs, low piney hop flavor, bitter to support, clean alcohol note, finishes medium sweet with lingering bittersweet chocolate, figs, alcohol, no diacetyl DMS or OS flavors, all to style. I'm just reading down the list here, you can tell. <laughs> Mouthfeel, medium high body, medium CO2, medium low creaminess, definitely clean alcohol warmth. Not astringent, though some low-drying, likely from the roast. All to style. Overall impression, very deep roast chocolate flavors with supporting figs and out-of-the-way hopping. Clean and well-balanced, an excellent example of style. Very enjoyable. I'm glad this recipe is getting posted on the Brewtoad. I'm going to want to see (laughs) this. To improve it. Um, Honestly, this beer is really good. It doesn't really need improving. Well, I gave it a 41, so there's some room to improve it. If you wanted to make it better, there's a few things to consider. Um, a little bit of a soy sauce note could go away. Um, its hmm. I've heard a lot of people talking about soy sauce and what it is. Most people seem to think it's some kind of an oxidation note. For uh, the,
3: the dark malt oxidizer or something? Uh,
4: perhaps, yeah. Right. So watch your hot side aeration. Don't splash the hot wort while you're recirculating it. Make sure no air leaks are in the lines with hot wort. Um, this is not something I've heard is necessarily hard and fast for oxidation and dark malt, but, um, that's sort of the predominant rambling theory I've heard about it. Um, so a word on this beer, I mean, it was very, very rich, deep, dark, chocolatey as opposed to ashy roast malt flavors is very smooth and pleasant and easy to drink. Um, is really nice balance. um, it would be hard to think how to make it better from a number of ways because it was so pleasant and easy to drink and so smooth and rich. The things I think could make it better are some kind of some points for style. If you go through the guidelines on Imperial Stouts, what it says about them a lot is complexity. Complexity, complexity, complexity. There's a lot going on here but the complexity could be boosted up a bit. So maybe some things, you know, and I don't know what your recipe is, but either adding or emphasizing a couple other sort of um, flavor or accent malts, like a little bit of Munich or some Victory or Biscuit or something, just to give a, a couple different notes to the malt flavor. Um, that might help. Um, I wouldn't increase the hopping flavor on this. I got a little bit of a piney note, and I think more than that would actually get in the way of that nice dark chocolatey smoothness. The other thing you could try and do, um, and it ends up being almost a bit risky, depending on how well you know your system and your setup, is to try and bring out a little bit more esters from the uh, from the yeast when you do your ferment. So maybe a slightly higher starting pitch temperature. No more than a degree or two, I would think, at the start. Um, if it goes south, you're going to get some fusely nasty junk. But if it works, you might get some nice uh, stone fruit or berry esters or something like that from the yeast to add into this. Um, but if you were to make this again and just do exactly the same thing and make the same beer, I'm still going to come visit you. This is really <laughs> nice beer. This is wonderful stuff. I think it's really good. To me, it actually comes out very similar to a uh, the North Coast Rasputin barrel-aged beers without the barrel. It's a very close copy of that kind of, that dark, heavy chocolate without being heavy on the ash kind of flavor profile. That's a really nice thing. I think you guys did a good job.
1: Thank you very much. One one of the things we did was it's 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 uh, White Labs O one California California ale yeast, and uh, we we pitched it at sixty four, which is pretty cold. I mean, are you thinking maybe go up a degree, two degrees? What are you thinking?
4: You know, getting yeast to perform like that it's not a it's not always a matter of you know bump up two degrees and get x it's kind of knowing your system knowing your yeast knowing your profile it might take some experimentation i wouldn't bump it up a lot so sure two degrees higher at a start is probably a good place to try um i don't know they go any higher than that not a first time on, on the first time around anyways um it's basically a guess um in the end, I mean, breweries that turn this stuff out professionally are brewing the stuff repeatedly. They get to know their yeast like the back of the hand and exactly how it will perform. It's hard for most home brewers to get there because they usually don't use the same yeast and the same beer that frequently. Um, but in general, that's the direction I would head on this. But I wouldn't push it too far. I think you just want a little bit extra on that front to go, no, you know, to add some a little bit more points of complexity to this beer. That's all it needs. Um, and it doesn't really even need that, but that might make it a little better. What was your score? What was your score? I gave it a forty-one. I think maybe I should have given it a few points more. <laughs> All right, yeah. Uh, what did
3: you give it, Brian? I, I forget. I gave it a,
4: a thirty-eight. I um, I
5: agree with the comments about going really gentle with the uh, the change in ester, uh, you know, production. Not just a, a a slight slight change. Like I've heard that a one degree difference you know increases the ester production sometimes like tenfold or something like that it's just crazy how much just little differences like that early on in the fermentation can make so Mm. yeah just go careful and and don't go crazy with that or you will get some of that crazy hot stuff and it'll start to just detract but yeah 64 is pretty cool for this and and it could i mean it's it's it did a good job obviously so uh (laughs) but um yeah that could be something to play with and ingredients could be something else to, to mess around um I agree with a lot of what Lee said there. Uh you know, it was fairly rich roasty malt with some coffee, uh um no no hotness to the alcohol in the aroma, just clean, medium alcohol presence. Um there's a there's a low raisiny and plum like note in there. It wasn't uh what I liked about the aroma is that it wasn't ashy or burnt smelling. Just clean, no no DMS diacetyl, no no real hops coming through in the aroma to me. Um Maybe a hint of an American thing and like a, a citrusy, a little bit of the piney, maybe even in the background, but it's, it's balanced in the aroma. Um, the appearance, uh, deep black, very, very much opaque. Even when I tilt the glass on this one, it's hard to see through it. <laughs> uh, you know, some reddish hints at the corner of the glass. That's all I got. So kind of a you know, low tan head that persisted uh, only briefly, but that's what happens when you have this much alcohol in a beer. Uh, The head just drops right down, and uh, that's totally expected, so full points for appearance. Hey, four out of four for tonight. (laughs) There's my scorecard. (laughs) Check it off. Uh, Very rich. The flavor, very rich roastiness. Our brewers are doing great. Um, Very rich roastiness, intense, and just a bit of smoke-like character in the flavor, I thought. It wasn't there so much in the nose, but uh, in the flavor, you get a little bit of that uh, just from how much roast is there. There's like a bittersweet chocolate morsel kind of flavor in there below that. Um, pleasant. It, was, um, oh, it tasted pretty young. It was, I have to say it was just a touch rougher on the edges and, and letting a beer like this age uh, a little bit longer. It seems seems young. How how long ago did you guys brew this one, guys?
3: Yeah, so we, we brewed it in April, and really the reason we brought this in is we're hoping to make this literally year after year. We put down 10 22s, and we're hoping to get together and drink it every year for the next until it's terrible, you know? So um, that's the plan, to put it down for a while cool thanks yeah that's a good um, plan yeah. um, That's like a that. good
5: plan save it and drink it and save it and drink it and then make <laughs> some more and drink that <laughs> um yeah the the hops were pretty low in the flavor too it wasn't uh you know the bitterness level i thought was just right with the balance uh the roast and the malt that's in there if you went too crazy with that it would get a little a little heavy and crazy um finish is kind of semi-sweet um yeah a bit a bit um there's some alcohol in there, definitely, but not uh, not really rough. I think that any kind of roughness to the alcohol will age out if you let it sit around a little longer, too. It's pretty smooth alcohol in the nose and just in the flavor. I got a little bit of roughness to the alcohol, but not bad. Uh, fairly full-bodied with a medium-low carbonation, fair amount of alcohol warmth, slightly creamy, not very astringent, and despite the, how much dark malt is in here, that's, that's a nice achievement because it's a pretty smooth beer, pretty smooth on the palate and a nice job there, so... Mouthfeel wise, it's right in the neighborhood. Uh, so it's an, it's a pretty aggressive and and young seeming imperial style. Just a bit, just a bit rougher on the edges. It could benefit from some aging, even extended aging. Save some of this for years if you can, and see what it tastes like. If it starts going south, then just drink it faster. <laughs> but uh, yeah, block party, very cleanly brewed and and tasty stuff. I would, um, yeah, you might reduce that. The the aging it will reduce the, some of the smokiness in the flavor probably and uh, it's it's not really ashy or acrid or anything so it's not that, that's a fine point um, you know you could back off the darkest roast malts just a little bit and bring up some of the the chocolate and maybe some caramel in there some some other malts that Lee mentioned uh, because it did to me lack a little bit of the depth too that and the complexity that you really want in a uh, Russian imperial style but. It's a smooth Russian imperial stout, and it's very drinkable. has a lot of the flavors you want in there, very nicely brewed. And, again, it's hard to make a, such a big beer like this that's that's this smooth and drinkable. So, um, you know, be careful what you adjust with it and go slow. Maybe adjust one or two, one thing at a time, preferably, or maybe two if you really know you, there's something you want to change and something else you might want to tweak. So, um, but, yeah, great recipe. I gave, again, I gave it a 38, and that's a... In excellent territory, we're both in excellent territory on this beer, so I think it's a very nice job. We've had some really nice stuff on this this segment here. So I agree. Thanks, guys. Cheers. Um, what what do we want to What do we want to learn from them? Well, can you go through your recipe a little bit? Uh, what what malts were in there? Can you guys talk about that a little bit?
1: Yeah, the recipe. <laughs> <sheet>. <laughs> do you have the sheet?
5: We'll ding it up. Digging it up on the phone. Um.
3: No. Yeah. I think it's with your cooler. Okay.
5: Well, just <laughs> Let's see. roughly. You can go off the top of the in head. And, that's uh, fine. Uh, yeah.
1: It had two row. It had about seven percent roast barley, four and a half percent special B, uh, and about two percent of chocolate, uh, pale chocolate, two percent, and two percent of uh, of um, uh, like a sixty love caramel. What do you guys think? Pretty good. Pretty good grain
4: bill start. It tastes good. Yeah. Um, how, what was the starting gravity on
1: it? One hundred.
4: One hundred and the finishing. Twenty nine. Okay, and how many IBUs? Wait, one
1: second.
4: <laughs> We're gonna quiz. Do you, you guys send in this recipe to go up in the brew Toad? not yet. Not yet. We will post. Oh, it definitely do. I'm gonna look at that. It was seventy two IBUs. Uh, seventy two IBU. IBUs. Ah, not that bitter for such a big beer. Right. Interesting. And what sort of flavoring hops you put in there? Goldings. Goldings. Okay. How much?
1: Metric, so we're metric. It. It's, uh, ah. 225 grams at 10 minutes and 225 grams in the whirlpool.
4: 225 grams. So that's gonna be about eight ounces. Yeah. So about a pound. At Half pound. Half pound each. Yeah. Okay. Nice. At 20 gallons, all in one fermenter. Correct. Wow. Okay. Cool. At 64 degrees starting. Did the Sorry. temperature rise at all, or? Yeah.
1: We uh, we let it rise uh, sixty four for a couple of days and then it rose up sixty five. I think ultimately we finished around seventy to make sure that we got rid of all the diacetyl and everything else.
5: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it seemed to got have gotten cleaned up nicely. So good job there.
1: Yeah, yeah very good job. Uh, do you guys have any
3: questions for uh, for the judges here? You know, I, I think uh, we've gotten a little handful on changes, but you know, it, now that you've heard the recipe changes, maybe or the recipe, maybe you could. You know, advise us. We're going to brew this thing again in April and put a bunch of those down. So we'd like to kind of keep the recipe moving. So any, any objects there? Also, uh, I have a man crush on JP. Thanks for having us, JP. Hey, no sweat, man. <whistles> Appreciate it. I'll be able to sign on a It's Sounds like you use just uh, uh, regular
5: chocolate in there. Sometimes throwing in some light chocolate can add some nice complexity in there.
3: I love pale uh, chocolate. The
5: That's, pale chocolate is I'm a really nice malt to use sometimes. And I wouldn't go too heavy with the caramel, but uh, you had some in there, and, and but maybe just. Bump up what you did have a little bit, and I think those two changes would make it make a really nice, even nicer beer.
1: Oh, Lee, or. one of the comments that I heard, I think it might have been from Lee, was to maybe back off on the late hops. And uh, you know, we had we had half a pound at uh, at ten minutes and half a pound in the whirlpool, and I don't know maybe cut both of those or cut one. What are you thinking?
4: I don't know. Actually, I think the late hops are pretty good in here.
1: It's just it's just
4: they're pretty subtle. Mm-hmm. I would not add more um you could back them off a little bit but honestly i think they're adding a nice bit of complexity here i wouldn't want to get rid of it if you did you'd have to have something else step in so i, I think actually the late hopping is pretty good on this in terms of what to add I, I a lot of people throw a crystal in here and it would probably work like some high love crystal but i would almost lean to something more on the toastier side like some munich or victory biscuit sort of things um a few percent of that, just to give a little bit of a toasty note to it, maybe a little bit of Vienna or something, even for like a bit of a melanoidin character. Just a little sort of background note to you know add a little extra something to it. Uh, but it's so good, it's it's you know that could that could increase the complexity. I'm not sure it would make it better, but it'll make it more complex. <laughs> that's and that, that's point. sort of where we're coming from on this. It's, right. it's like it should be really complex. This is a fabulously good straightforward stout. If you want to make it more complex, you might have to add a couple other things into it. But you don't want to ruin the balance you've had here. You just want to sort of add a couple sort of secondary notes into it.
1: One of the things that you guys said that I've never heard before, and and I couldn't put my finger on it when I was tasting it until I first heard it for the first time, was the soy sauce note. Uh, could you maybe explain what it is that causes that and, and, you know, what we could do to maybe mute that a little bit? Because, uh, you know, I, I, and when you said it, it just clicked. That's it. That's what that is. W- what do I do about that?
4: I'm not 100% sure. I come across it a fair amount in stouts. Um, sort of the, uh, how would I phrase this? The predominant folklore on it that I've heard is it's an oxidation thing, but I've never heard anyone be real, like, Hands down, this is what it is. I would love to find out myself. Um, so I'm not sure I can really help you on that. But if it is oxidation, no hot side aeration, pay attention to all those things I was talking about. You know, don't don't stir oxygen. don't stir your kettle very much if you're trying to do a whirlpool or if you do, you know, try to keep from splashing it. Make sure there's no air leaks in your lines if you're pumping the stuff out, stuff like that.
5: Maybe JP can get uh, Charlie Bamforth on the phone for us here, or, or Gordon me, or somebody.
3: I do have the Bamforth hotline. Hold on a second. Like, All right, let me, cool. Let me see. I got him. Hey, I got him right here. Hang on a second, like, Charlie. You there? <laughs> Darn. I got him. Not right here. again, Charlie. Shit.
5: The guy no, loves to sleep. I guess, huh? Charlie. <laughs>
3: it's no go, dude. The Bamforth
0: line's oh, down. Nice try. Yeah. Love your books. <laughs> on the other
3: end is a
5: bright red uh, phone that just lights up, and he's just sleeping he's through. Like, Whatever, it. dude, get away! I don't want to answer your calls again.
3: <laughs> Ultimately, I just breathe on the yeah. floor of them.
5: bottom. and like likely said though, if you do pull something, if you do push something up, you might need to pull something else back a little bit, or is what I was thinking when he said that. Mm-hmm. So it it will change the beer. So be careful with that. And and but I do agree that, that some toastiness in there would be nice too and it it does have a fair amount of like bittersweet chocolate some more fuller chocolate flavors would be nice so maybe you know a little bit of each and see what happens but yeah experiment slowly and, and with the hop thing definitely that um, the late hop character is going to fade out with age so just you know intend on when you make this beer age it for you know a few months before you even taste it and then age most of it for six months or more before even
3: drinking much of it so that's my advice. <laughs> it's a uh, it's a good beer for the undertaking you guys are trying to do. Definitely, you know, uh, it'd be interesting to 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 get that vertical ten years. Is this what what number batch is this? The first one.
4: Yeah,
3: April. Man, well, you guys are already off to a good start. I'll tell you that.
4: Oh right. yeah, yeah. You, you could do worse than to just make this again. <laughs> and again, and again. <laughs> Seriously,
1: that's true. Thank you. Well, we appreciate it, guys. Thanks very much.
3: Yeah, though well, thanks for coming all the way out here and uh, and bringing us your beer, more importantly. We're going to take a break, and then when we come back, we're going to do a little mini wrap-up, and then uh, get out of this sweat box we call a studio. Uh, hang on a sec. It's Dr. Homebrew.
6: That's it. I've had it. I
3: am dead.
0: Hello fellow BNers, this
6: is Sully from the 21st Amendment Brewery located in San Francisco, just two blocks from Giants Park. Before Nico and I opened the 21A and before I was a professional brewer, I homebrewed on my small four-burner apartment stove in a back house in Santa Monica, California, making my extract brews before graduating to the daunting idea of all-grain brewing. Homebrew books and information was hard to come by back then. The internet hadn't been invented yet along with other things we take for granted today, like electricity and potable water. One thing I wish I had back then when I was learning was a radio show that could teach me the ins and outs of brewing.
0: What does craft beer mean to you? Is it a delicious way to support your town's local brewer? Or perhaps it's the perfect beverage to pair with those delicious meals at your favorite restaurant and at home. Regardless of whether you're thinking of pints or pairings, pilsners or porters, craftbeer.com is the site where craft beer lovers come together to learn and share. Craftbeer.com is brought to you by the Brewers Association and celebrates the best of American craft beer and its brewers. Craftbeer.com is the best place to find craft beer events recipes, great feature stories, the most up-to-date brewery listings, and resources for your next beer tasting or dinner, like style guidelines, pairing mats, and charts. Get the inside scoop on new beer releases and special events from today's craft beer insiders and chime in to share your own knowledge, perfect pairings, road trips, recipes, and more. CraftBeer.com, celebrating the best of American beer. Back to
3: the examination. All right, everybody, welcome back to Dr. Homebrew. It's the final segment where we kind of uh, jabber jaw about the beers that we just had and uh basically just point out the finer points the the meat the crux of the whole entire issue what everybody can do to improve their beers lee why don't you poke your head
5: basically we just repeat ourselves that's don't don't mince words like
4: parrots right right like 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 beaked feathered bright animals that fly and eat fruit and shit Um, on the neighbor's cars like cocoa beware it's the same thing, right? Same thing. Exactly yeah. the same thing. Yeah. Finer point. There were a lot of finer points here. It's almost hard to offer much improvement on the last two beers we had, honestly. I mean, the, the dry, stout, Flemish, sour sounds so weird and messed up like it couldn't be bad, but actually it ended <laughs> up being an exercise in a delicate balance of a lot of often contrasting and fighting elements that actually ended up working pretty well. It's got Irish stout-style roastiness. It has a little bit of brett. uh, It has a little bit of sourness. And those things can all fight badly if they're not balanced properly. But here, they all came out well. It really was um, a very nice blend of beer, of flavors in that beer um the big imperial stout that was the next one we're doing the stout show here i guess I, this is like the, all the shows where we had like two ipas <laughs> yeah. now we got two stouts. I, look i'm not complaining this time um not that i was before but uh the big imperial stout was rich bittersweet chocolate smooth um way too easy drinking for how strong it was um very clean ferment very nice beer It really there's almost nothing you could do to make it necessarily better you might be able to make it more interesting by trying to add maybe a little couple of little doses of other flavor malts or trying to Mm -hmm. just crank the yeast just a half step to get some more esters out of it to add some more points of complexity to it um but as it is it was just wonderful beer it's really nice agreed brian do you agree with that
5: yeah, I'm just, I'm not going to say anything else. That's perfect. No. Yeah. No, the, uh, yeah, the, definitely the, uh, and as it warms, it gets even more pleasant. This, the dry Irish stout sour barrel Flemish ale aged specialty base ale beer. Stop. Sorry. <laughs> um, well, I just have all these words written up here, and I'm trying to piece them together in a way that sounds catchy, and I think that caught it right there. I think That's those it. are called sentences. Sentences. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Um, yeah, no, I think, um, you know, the just being the, the category of dry Irish stout in the, in the name there, it's, um, you know, it, it's obviously Irish in nature. And uh, we were talking about it during the break. You know, Sam used an Irish yeast to do the main ferment in this beer, which worked really well to keep those, uh, you know, if you had fermented it with a Belgian yeast, it would have had a lot of phenols. It would have been fighting with everything else there. And so this, this worked well when you think, you know, a... Uh, uh, a belgian stout they can be very different than from what we're used to as stout so this to an american palate, uh, uh... but even to a palate that's experienced with a lot of different beer styles it works pretty well and uh... it's a nice beer so uh... you could you could recategorize it you could rebrew it a little differently or you could just keep brewing the same thing if it, you know um... it's a nice nice tribute to uh... to Ethel. so uh, and the the Russian Imperial Stout very very tasty very solid rich beer um, and roasty and bittersweet chocolate just screaming at you, um, and it's amazing to have the beer be this smooth as and and so big like I said so yeah uh, it's complex but uh, it it could use a little bit more um, different things in there but uh, you know experiment slowly and just this this sounds like a cool project this sounds like something. We, we need to become friends with these guys Yeah, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, uh, we're gonna meet some people on the show that we want to hang out with this is this is good so but yeah overall it's, it's been a, a really nice show we have had two wonderful beers and you know excellent for what they both are and they're very different beers they're both stouts but you know it just shows, shows you the breadth of the the stout category it has you know uh... What does it have one, two, three, four, five, six different categories of of styles that you can enter in a competition and
3: and uh and we our first beer wasn't in any of them yeah, or you could have a specialty
5: <laughs> which gives you a seventh so yeah that's that's a specialty beer that's so, pretty good yeah it's it's great, and you know uh home brewers are doing some really cool things out there and and uh, you can either reproduce a beer like a old rasputin you know without the barrel aging or you can just do something completely unique and Freaky and cool, whatever you want to whatever you want to throw out there and, and play around with it until you dial it in, you know. Some of the best brewers do the same beer over and over, and and uh, it sounds like, uh, you know, some of these guys intend on doing that. So, it's cool. Cheers. Good beers.
3: Yeah, very awesome. Thanks, everybody, for coming in. I appreciate it and bringing these tasty beers. It was very good. You know, when we started the show, it was kind of like, oh, man. When I was pitching the idea to Jay, he's like, but you don't really like drinking homebrew. What are you going to do with all these, these homebrews that come through? And like, well... You know, get other that, people to drink. Them. Yeah, they get other They'll people suffer other, through them. It'll um, be fine. But we haven't had. I can't think of. I mean, you know, maybe one, which were named nameless. Pete Munoz. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> first name that I could think of that I knew that wouldn't be mad at that. Uh, everything's been really good. It's kind of like we're we're getting good beers. We are. And we really and, are. and how do you you know? Even though the point is to try to make you know, improve stuff and, and whatever. I mean, you can, always, there's always room for improvement, I suppose, but it, it does make it challenging. I think a little bit for you guys, I'm sure. Cause me, I just stare at all the pixels on the screen and just try to count them every show.
5: <laughs> send us some send huh? us some what? horrible beers there. <laughs> yeah, know. send me terrible beers. Send us terrible beers so JP can get back into his routine. You're throwing him off.
4: <laughs> right. Yeah, We'll have him judge us. Keep sending us the good ones out. Yes, please do. Uh,
3: thanks. All right, let's get out of here. What do you think? Okay. It's time. All right, it's been Dr. Homebrew. I want to thank our sponsor, Five Star Chemicals. You can go to FiveStarChemicals.com. Learn all about Five Star. Learn about why it's best to clean the before you sanitize And uh, you know the right kind of products to use for that Go to brewtoad.com Slash homebrew. Not only can you pick up all of our shows there But you can also look at all the BGCP score sheets And try to decipher them You can play code breaker um, in, and you get all the recipes. All the, the brewers are uploading all the recipes to brewtoad.com. And we put them in underneath the Dr. Homebrew thing. So you go there, find out what show you want to listen to, boom, download it, boom, get all the sheets, boom, get all the recipes. And then you can have yourself a fun little introspective look, outlook on the your Dr. Homebrew, homebrew experience. <clears throat> the Dr. Homebrew. Now I want to watch Dr. Detroit. Thank you for that. Um, also, yeah, stick with the good stuff. Stay right here. <laughs> uh, Five Star Chemicals is going to give each and every person that appeared on Dr. Homebrew today a special packet of, uh, not packet, but a package, rather, of, P- I know you get PBW in there. I think it's a pound jar. I know you get some star sand and I think some other goodies. So I'll have to get everyone's address before, uh, well, I'll email you That's guys. generous. Whatever, but, uh,
1: yeah, it's pretty cool. If I can say that's great, because uh, the beer we brewed, we definitely cleaned with PBW, and we sanitized with Star a
3: boy, and that's why it was so good. Uh, you can check him out at 5starchemicals.com, brewtoad.com, slash Dr. Homebrew. Uh, want to thank Sam and Dylan and Wes for coming in and bringing those fantastic beers, and of course Brian and Lee for coming in and drinking them all. It's Dr. Homebrew, everybody. See you next time.